Hey, this is the Think of Body podcast. Uh, this is the first episode, and we will be discussing all about the um, IB diploma program. Uh, this episode will be divided into two parts. The first will be just an introduction uh, to of us and our experience and opinions on the IB. And the second part will just include all of our tips and tricks for the IB. Um, my name is Eliana, and we have Laura. Hey guys. And Akshita. Hey. So I think I'll just say I think we'll talk say talk about our subjects and why we've chosen our subjects. So I'll start. I take for higher levels, I take history, uh, more specific, like history in of the Americas, uh, bio, biology and chemistry. And SL, I take maths, uh, ANA, applications, uh, applications and approaches, English, and Spanish B. Uh, so why I chose the subjects? I think because we chose those in like grade ten, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, so I just kind of wanted to like keep a broad, um, a broad choice for like university so I won't be like restricted restricted later on for like requirements so in case I want to do like medicine or anything science related I had the bio and chem HL which are usually requirements for anything science related and because I and then because I like history I took history HL as well uh and yeah it's just because to just not restrict myself even though now I do not I'm not going to do anything science or medic medicine related uh I think if I did, it would have really helped me to just take these subjects. Uh, and I, I take Spanish because I've done Spanish. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's it. Laura? Um, <clears throat> for my HLs, I also take biology, um, history. For my HLs, I take, um, basically, I take biology HL, um, history of of the Americas, and French B. And for uh, my SL, I take uh, maths A&I, English language and literature, and also chemistry. Um, I was also the same, like, pretty much the same like Ileana. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, so I just wanted to, like, pick subjects which would, like, give me a nice leeway into my options in university. Um, And also, but I knew obviously I wasn't gonna do anything really math related. So that's why I decided to uh, take math A&I SL. And for French also, it was just kind of an easier class for me to help boost up my um, total scores. Yeah. Um, So for me. um, Oh, and also, well, I, at the beginning of IB, I decided to take art, and I realized that it wasn't really going to help me into anything I was going to do in uni later. So, yeah, I changed to chemistry halfway through the year, which, yeah, was smarter for my personal choices. Um, so... I take uh, similar HLs. I also take biology, history of the Americas, and economics. 
And then my SLs are English Language and Literature, um, French Abnitio, and Math ANA. Um, same as Laura and Diliana, I wasn't 100% sure about what I was going to do at uni, so I wanted to keep my options open. So I went with um, the two humanities and then one of the sciences, just in case um, I did end up choosing the sciences, I would have some sort of like base knowledge. And then with French ab initio, I've just been taking French. Uh, well, I started with French B because I've been taking French and then I was advised to move to French ab initio. So that's, it made the most sense for me to do that. And English is just a requirement. And I picked math ANA because it was, um, it just, it, it was more of a prerequisite for things that I was interested in versus ANI. So it made the most sense. So I think since all of us take um, history and biology in common, uh, let's, let's start with history. Like what, what are your guys' opinions on it, taking it now? And like, how do you feel about the subject? Uh, I think to take history, it's really, I think you have to like it because yeah. kind of same thing with biology too. Just both of them are just very content heavy. So it's mostly just a lot, a lot of memorization. So you gotta, you gotta like it or know that you're gonna use it later. You have some, you have to have some kind of motivation behind it. Um, but like when you think about history, though, it's not really a prerequisite for any uni yeah, courses. True. I just like only like only bio is. Yeah, true. I I took history because I liked it, and that's it. It was like my subject. That's like. Oh, that's my like subject I like because none of my other HLs I enjoy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think history is not something I started out as a higher level with. I started out as in standard level because I was taking math higher level. But then I realized that HL math was not really for me. So I made history in HL. But even when I picked it as an SL, I really, I took it because I enjoyed it. And like, as Laura said, it's not a prerequisite for anything, but I do think that like, apart from the fact that I like it, one of my biggest motivations to take it is because you get a lot of skills. Like you learn how to write, you learn how to do like citations properly, you learn how to do like proper research. So I think that's very applicable, like across the board. No, but but I was thinking about it. Some universities, uh, when I was looking, like, for example, the UK, uh, if you're interested in doing something like law or anything, that's I, that's also a reason why I chose history, because they need an essay-based uh, essay course. So, like, you either need history HL or English HL. So it makes sense why we would have chose, chosen to do it. Well, history is usually... Usually for anything humanities related and like social sciences yeah. in university, they they tend to not have requirements. Uh, either, even though some universities say, oh, you need an essay-based subject, but most don't. But I think history is important to take because it just gives you a lot, like Akshita said, like a lot of the skills that you're going to need in uni for social sciences and humanities um, degrees, you're going you're gonna to have in history, uh, HL or SL, just history, IB history. So yeah, I recommend like if you're gonna go for a humanities, social sciences, I think history is just a really good choice. I also think that like universities like it because it is known to be really challenging. So if you can show that at a high school level you were able to you know understand 
like do the skills and handle the workload like it shows it's like an indicator of your success taking social sciences in university because it's the same type of skills that you would need yeah also i just think because like i said like history is my only hl topic that i do like i think if you're already by grade 10 if you already know like what you want to take you should really or what you like honestly not even what 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 you're going to do in university just what you like just do those because i kind of regret taking bio and chem because i never really enjoyed those but i took them just to not i was being indecisive so i just to not restrict myself i took those and now that i know and i applied to universities and i know i'm not going to do anything science related i still have to do them and these are not easy subjects and i the fact that i'm going to have to continue and i'm never going to have a need for them and i'm going to use them it just it's just like really annoying but, so but like, you... even if you find it annoying, I think it was a pretty good choice because that way you never know, like, even if you still want to reapply to uni later, you still, like, have a lot more options than someone who did not take two sciences. Yeah, but I think it should still be, like, subjects that you like. Like, I think yeah. you just go for something you like because when you don't like the subject, it just you're going to suffer through it. It's, like, it, yeah. it's always going to be annoying. And with the amount of workload you have, you want to be able to just like enjoy the subject and it's going to make you want to learn more about it that's exactly what happened with like me and math right and with math like uh for reference i dropped higher level math in december or, or late november of grade 12. so it really was a, a last minute drop and i think that it was this, this was my fault for not recognizing earlier that or well, I did recognize it for not, you know, acting on the fact that I didn't enjoy it. It's an extremely challenging subject. So if you don't like take things that you know you will not enjoy and are taxing because based like you have so much more work to do, you will always put it on the back burner and you'll just always find a way to do less than what's required. And that will impact your success in the subject. And if it's a content heavy subject or a like a complicated one, like math or history or or the sciences it's just it's gonna all pile up and you'll it'll become overwhelming so that is something you should keep in mind like your interest level plays a huge role in your hl so i think yeah also i think that within your six subjects both hl and sl you should at least have one subject doesn't matter whether hl or sl that's just like an easy one one that you know you're gonna have you can breeze through and you're not going to have to put a lot of effort in. You're not going to have to study a lot about uh, on it. And at least you know that this one, you have an easy, like, six or seven, like, a higher grade. Mm -hmm. And you can take the time that you would have used for that one onto the other sub subjects. Because having s six subjects to study for is huge. Yeah. So having that one, having that one that's gonna, just going to be easy is great. Like, for me, it's Spanish B. I take Spanish BSL. And that one's, I've never studied for it and I could, like, I've easily gotten, like, decent grades and done well in it. And I'm glad because if I had taken, like, I don't know, a harder language, I would, that would have just put a lot more. I think the same thing applies to, like, maths. Like, if you don't need to, like, use maths uh, in for your like your future you already know you're going to apply to like social sciences or humanities or something don't take ana 
it's it's a waste of time if you know you don't need it later because it's just more studying or more stress on you that's completely useless like I take a and I and I don't have to put like that much effort like math usually is a, a subject most people struggle a lot with so just taking it like an easier level isn't just showing that maybe it's more of like like yeah like a break subject like the same thing as languages if you know if you're taking like a language that you already like know or have a base of it's going to be a lot less studying and that's a whole other subject where you don't have to stress over yeah I think this is another thing that I did wrong is when I initially started like my my combination is very different now in grade 12 near the end than what it started with and I think what I, my issue was that I kind of overestimated it. And I was like, let me, let me pick the subjects that, you know, are challenging. And um, I started with French B, I started with high level math. Um, and then over time, it did, it started to wear on me. Like, it's so unrealistic to expect to be able to do six subjects where you're equally, or not equally, but where you're expected to apply yourself. So my move to French ab initio kind of took away some of that pressure. And although my change from math to history didn't exactly change in difficulty because history is also extremely hard, I would say it's, I do enjoy history a lot more in terms of the way you learn it. So that did make it easier for me. So you really do want to make sure that you're not just trying to like have the hardest diploma, you know, go big or go home. Like sometimes you just need to go home. Like don't try to, don't try to like over, like overestimate how hard it is actually yeah there's so many subjects I wish I just didn't take but I, I understand why I took them yeah. like um I understood why I took them but chemistry bio useless math a and a useless like I've taken math i and uh a and i and that would have saved me so much more workload but I understand why I took them so I guess just do things you know you're gonna like or you can yeah. be like me and um do your first year of IV and realize ooh, maybe you know what my subjects they weren't it so let's redo it all that that was like a mistake I learned from and I honestly if I like well I had the chance to redo it and I had the chance to pick subjects like I wanted to again uh, the ones like that would actually like be interesting for me because I knew the first time around I was doing business which I didn't even know why I picked in the first place it just kind of seemed interesting so when it comes to picking your topics please put some thought into it and don't pick because it seems nice pick because it's like useful and like it's actually gonna help you through your two years and also later on also don't recommend um like switching subjects in grade 12 yeah <laughs> uh, I think uh, a lot of people in our grade and Akshita have done that where it was like very very last minute switching because I think people just people tried sticking on and didn't realize till the end like where they, they could see the, like the exams were coming they were like I cannot do this don't do that try to switch before the end of grade 11 not even before then, the end switch first before semester. the first semester because I switched no. into like uh, chemistry after the first semester and oh. for me I missed certainly for a science or like a, a but a content heavy class you miss a lot in the one semester I missed like three to four chapters and that's hard to catch on after 
like latest latest before the end of grade 11 because then yeah. at least you have summer at least you have summer but that should be the latest you have <laughs> yeah. don't 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 switch and don't. yeah do not do what i did um i really thought i was like a tough guy i was gonna stick out the i was gonna stick it out you know even though i very early on recognized i hate math i don't like it i don't enjoy it but i was like it's fine i'm gonna do it um well now I'm, i had to switch out of like desperation because I knew by the time May comes around, I'm doing my exams, I will literally not care enough to study. And that's, it's in high, it's a higher level, you can't even afford getting anything lower than a four. And so I, I had, it was like a switch out of desperation. And I am still struggling to catch up, catch up, I still have to start my higher level things for history. So 100% don't recommend that. But like so far, everyone's kind of in agreement that yeah, you take subjects you like. But I think one more thing that's super important is take subjects that are like cohesive. Don't just take random subjects that you enjoy that don't go together because no, well, I wouldn't say no university. Very few programs in universities will only be like you need this one thing, especially if you are aiming to go to more selective schools, then their prerequisites stack on even more it's like they need two specific subjects or sometimes even three so you really want to think about do the subjects you like go together like you want to look at your likes and dislikes but then also be logical about it like for example Ileana has biochem and history you could argue that oh history and the sciences don't go together but then she has bio and chem and then history is like it's independent thing and then Laura also she takes a language and then um languages and history are also yeah, language B. HL. I mean, they work together. Yeah, like they work together. No, but yeah. if you look at my subjects, I take uh, chemistry and bio, even though it's SLHL, oh, yeah. they still go together. Yeah. Yeah, don't take like bio, business. Don't do what it, yeah. Don't take bio, business, and physics. Like that's you're that's you're not gonna get anywhere with those subjects. Yeah, uh, you yeah. might like them. You might like them, but I don't know what. Like bio and physics in the first place isn't usually put together. It's a weird combination. Oh. I would say though, this is like a something I discovered out like randomly. Bio and physics do seem kind of like random to put together, but if you are gonna put like if you're not sure about what science you're gonna need, bio and physics are not the worst because some universities allow you to make up for one of the sciences when you get there well okay but then if you're going to do that make biology that one because it's the easiest to learn in terms of when you go to university like it'll yeah, it'll be i would easier. do like yeah because like think, chemistry and physics is a good match when i think you i think it's usually sciences. yeah mm. like usually the combinations for sciences are either chem and bio because then you'll just that's medical or anything Life bio sciences. chemistry anything like that yeah. and then there's chemistry and physics which is more like engineering mm-hmm. and STEM. like that kind of stuff so yeah bio and physics i don't know it's not a i guess it works together but not really it's yeah. better to just go for a chem bio or chem physics together okay fair enough i think that advice is more applicable to like grade 10 when you're picking like your middle school or early high school sciences because then you don't but um another thing is like uh you mentioned engineering right like i have quite a few friends that are going into engineering they took physics they took their math and they took chemistry and now a lot of them regret it because 
turns out a lot of engineering, obviously if you want to be a chemical engineer, you have to take chem, chem. But like many types of engineering don't actually need higher level chemistry. You can, you can take SL and get away with it. Or for sometimes you don't even need to take chemistry. Like if you're going to be a mechanical engineer or electrical engineer, you don't need chemistry. So oh, I actually didn't know that. No, but yeah, yeah like in my chem class, um, we're six, which is a really small class for yeah. SL. But there's two of our, the students in chem that do want to do something like applied to something engineer, engineering or like something like that. And they're taking chem SL. Yeah. So like, oh, I did not know that. I thought like chemistry would be like, yeah. I always thought chemistry was going to be was like HL was a requirement. Yeah, I thought that, I think like I also always thought that as well, and probably they also thought that because no one really like told, like you know tells you this stuff. But now like when they're applying and stuff, in some countries you don't even it's like you go track one, so you don't even know what type of engineering you're gonna do. But in others you have to apply to a specific kind. So before you like take your subject, do your research, group together all the different types of engineering, and then start limiting now. Be like, okay, these ones seem interesting. Do any of these need chemistry? Do, and then if you don't need it. Don't just take it to be like, oh, I'll have this extra knowledge which will help me. No, you're just making your life harder. Focus on the subject. If you know what you're doing, focus on the subject that you will actually need. It'll help you get into uni, but also it'll help you like be better when you actually get to uni. So, you know, just yeah. be reasonable about that. Yeah. Also, um, like what, what do you guys think are like the um, harder IB subjects? Or like the, no, maybe, okay, maybe there's a lot more hard ones. Maybe, okay, what are the easier okay. IB subjects? Well, so that, like, for, for that one extra easier one, I feel like, okay, business. Like, I feel like business. But that, I think, for example, that would be more of like an individual thing because some people languages might come easier. Some people could argue maths and some people could argue sciences. It, mm. it depends. But I mean, no, like statistics-wise. Oh, wise, statistically, yeah. Like, who, like, where is it the easiest to get sevens? Where do technically people do easier languages? And I feel like, I feel like usually language, like language. Yeah. Ab initio. Usually Ooh, people do actually, well in that. Ab initio. Or they don't. No, the thing is with ab initio, if you're gonna, if you're, if language just comes to you naturally, take B. And if it, if you're better at it, I would think BHL. Because when you go into ab initio, you're entering this territory of people like the grade boundaries are insane. I think this year I'm getting graded on a grade boundary of 85 mm-hmm. for a seven, 85% for a seven overall. And um, I think the no, reason ab is similar to B also. No, B is not that high. I have, I have no clue. No, uh, for well, French, for French, it was like 80, 83% for a seven. BHL. Yeah, but in, but I think oh okay then I sorry I have I have very little understanding of HL I just know SL, but um I think uh, okay yeah forget what I said about HL I just thought less people would take it probably though but in terms of like ab initio versus B, uh yeah B is a little bit more work in terms of you have to be more precise and you have to be more like correct but um ab initio for some reason I think it's because it's simpler people just get it. And they do really well on those exams. The curves are crazy. So if it's an option, like, I think B is smarter. But in terms of easier subjects, right? Obviously, like Laura said, everyone's strengths are different. But there are some subjects that are just known to be on the less challenging side. Personally, I think ESS could be one of them. 
Oh, ESS is. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, they don't even you know. offer ESS and HL level. They only offer yeah. an SL. It is definitely one of the easiest sciences slash Oh, geog. Okay, geography. Geography, very, very easy. Yeah. Like I know someone in our grade that takes very challenging subjects. Like she takes um, physics HL, chemistry HL, and math HL. So for her, like uh, you know, her humanities group. She decided, you know what, I'm just going to take an easy one uh, and I'm going to take geography. So she she does geography SL and she's like breezing through it. It's so easy. And that's one thing to not worry about. So geography is super easy. I feel like it's one of those ones that everyone agrees is easier. Um, Another, also business. Yeah. Another girl taking that same combination takes business SL. And she said it's a, it's a nice, nice break for her compared to her yeah. other. Um, so we said business, geography, ESS, and there has to be more. Uh, oh, typically there's... English as well. Yeah. Is, but you have to take, you have to take English, but typically English is... English in your higher um, level. If you're going to try yeah. and take, if you want a higher level, like if you want to take a, like everyone has to take English. Most people take it in standard level where that feels like, you know, you can't really prep for it. It's a skill, so there's already nothing to study. But yeah. um, uh, if you want to have like higher level English, as most people would argue, is like a nice. It's a it's a nicer HL to take in terms of like workload. Yeah, like the people who take um higher level languages, like whether it's your language acquisition and and your like uh language A, I feel like they would they have a tend to have an easier time achieving higher grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything to add about subjects. <laughs> anything? I th- or do you, uh, I don't th- like we talked about the easier one. What do you guys think are the more challenging ones? Like the ones that you should be like think before take. I feel like there are a lot of those. Like oh, okay. all three sciences. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like all three sciences are just difficult. Physics is hard. Um, it's less content, but it's hard as in understanding and stuff like that. Um, physics is usually seen as the hardest or second hardest subject after math, maybe Mm -hmm. HL, um, chemistry is also hard is considered hard. Bio is considered harder because of the content, uh, content load, not the actual, like difficulty of the, yeah. So the three sciences, history is considered harder because yeah it's one you should think about before choosing don't just choose it for fun history is hard because like your writing skill is there if they really scrutinize you when they're grading they really want like really like um refined writing and most people don't have that at you know at a high school level so we really have to you have to have some rapid improvement in the start I would also add um, art. Higher level art is. Oh yeah, as someone who mm-hmm. took art, I I even I took it at SL. I thought it was gonna be like one of an easier SLs, but I didn't realize that it's so much work. Like it's it takes dedication for it. Like. It's it's even more work of outside of class. It's it takes a lot of time. You have to work on your uh, 
portfolio, your pieces, and even the IA is a big one and it's complicated. I think people tend to think, oh, it's art, it's easy. Uh, no, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's art for people that are good. I, like, it's, it's higher levels. It's like, um, it's harder art, you know? Like, you have to put actual effort yeah, in. Yeah, and there's, like, certain criteria to follow. People think they can just make anything and get a seven. It's, it's not like that whatsoever. And even if it was easy, the, it's, it's time-consuming. You can't do it fast. It's pretty much, it's like, you can't rush the arts or anything like that. There is another thing about art, okay? Like, everyone thinks, yeah, art is subjective. And that might be the case. But in IB, it's not that subjective. Okay, <laughs> there's a criteria and there's certain things you need to be able to do. So if you know that your fine art skills, like your visual art skills are not up to being um, pre-university fine art student level, don't take it because unless you have a way to improve, like, don't do it, you know? Like, oh, arts should arts. not... Okay, arts should not be taken unless you are sure you're going to do arts later on. Yeah, I like, have a question, do not. Though, like, would you say the same for, like, IB music, IB theater, and IB dance, for example? Uh, I don't know about theater. I've never seen, I've never seen anything. I don't know anything about dance. Theater, I have no idea. Music, I think it's the same, because you have to compose and everything. Yeah, music is also um, a, it's a learned skill. It's not, you can't just, like, make it up. It's a skill. There's right and wrong. Because music was... Our school didn't offer it this year, but music would have been um, one of my SLs. I would have taken it instead of art or, and then I changed it to chemistry, but instead of those two, it would have been the one I would have I... taken. Yeah. My old school uh, only get, like, um, you were only allowed to take art, the arts as uh, um, IB, uh, DP subject if like the teacher knew you from grade 10 like you've already taken the sub- the subject in grade 10 and if she knew that and you've gave you've gave like a justification yeah i'm going to do this later on and they only offered it at hl there was no they were like there were zero sl arts because yeah. those subjects were only given or like you had to be allowed in um because those were subjects were only given to people that like were good at it and knew they were gonna need it later yeah, on. Yeah, because our school just let me walk into art without <laughs> knowing yeah. my previous skills, which I had none because I had never taken art as a proper subject before. I've only had taken music before. I would say if if you are determined to do something creative, you're like I want one of my six to be a creative subject. Out of music, um, I really don't know about dance. I've never seen it offered. I think it's a very, like, like very... Same. Ni- yeah. I've never... Like, it's a niche one. I think... Um, but, yeah, if you're really determined to take a creative subject, out of the more commonly seen ones, take theater. Because, I mean, yeah, you need skills, right? But it's not like there's a right, as much of a right or wrong as, like, music. Like, there's a yes or no thing in music, you know? Some things are just incorrect. And then in art, it's like you need some very, like, refined motor skills. But with theater, you can you can pick it up faster than the other two. So if you're super determined, film or theater would be the ones to go for. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. Just, I think film 
is the easy art the easy yeah. art yeah because film is very close to what we do in english it's a lot of just um analyzing uh reading scripts watching the movie and analyzing techniques and stuff like that so it's very similar to what we already do in english and what we've done because in english we've We have before like looked at videos and clips and analyzed vi clips. Yeah. And I I'm not sure what the IA is, but I think that was that is one of the um if you have to take if you want to take an art and you want want it to be an easy one, it's film 100%. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely. Is, yeah. There is one benefit of taking the arts though. There is no exam. So you oh, yeah. will you will be done by like I know the art exhibition right now it's like it's like the last week of March at the moment and the exhibitions are happening now across most schools. So um right before your exam prep you will be you'll be done with one. You can cross one completely off your list of subjects to worry about. That's like it's not a studying subject. Yeah. So for your exams you won't have to study. You have five yeah. sub five subjects to study for yeah it's a consistent effort across the year but in the end like near the end you will have you won't have to worry about it yeah it does like pay off somewhat yeah so like um what what kind of person okay what type of person should take the IV? because i think it's someone that actually like they always say this before the IV. oh my god like you have to be very organized but i actually think it's someone that has to be it's like disciplined by themselves like you you know you can put yourself to work because it's a lot of independent study yeah and a lot it of is it is after a very school. independent um and it's a lot of stuff like because we have like the extra components like the ias the ee the tok the cast so i think you should you know like at least a bit of discipline because you know yeah. i don't and i've struggled <laughs> i think that's the same with me it's like if someone asked me do you recommend the ib like yes or no i'd be like no because i am not a disciplined person so this was very challenging but if you are it would be less challenging well, would, was, yeah but like i would recommend the ib though to students who are like wanting to go into maybe a more um competitive field when it comes to uh, like higher education or someone that knows they're very they're more of like an independent type of like learning student and that they think they would thrive better knowing that oh I have to do my own IA it's not like really classwork it's more like individual personal work that gets moderated but yeah I would I, I would tell I agree for the like if you're in, if you're a person that likes to be in work independently you don't like to be told do this do that do that like you know uh but for the like oh does it help with like competitive uh anything i don't think it's um like does it help with like degrees and if you want to go to a competitive field i actually do not think it helps for that um i think you will have the same they don't i actually don't think universities check like have any particular interest in the ib Uh, I think you will be judged the exact same way if you're A levels and mm. or the APs. I I, I wouldn't would no say, I would not. Oh, go ahead. Okay, okay. I'll just I'll quickly mention this is another thing that I would say for taking the IB is what you want out of this, right? Um, personally, I think you need to look at the region of the world you're applying. 
So I have a little bit of experience applying to Europe, North America. Um, I would say if Europe is where you're going, there is really like they only look at your HLs. They don't really care about your SL grades, and they have their prerequisites come in threes: zero, one, like zero prerequisites or threes, and that's usually your HL, right? So in that case, take the A levels or take. Um, I'm sure there's other types of curriculums that I'm not aware of, but it, like off the top of my head, A-levels makes sense for that because they will not give you any type of preference or it's just you're doing a lot more work for the same amount of like recognition in terms of college admissions. But then in, uh, if you're looking at like North American admissions where it's a little more like flexible and they take more things into account, maybe the IV will help. But, but yeah. That depends, yeah. Like- I, for example, applying, I applied to the Netherlands, and most just had a base, a base number, of, like, you needed 28 and above to be considered, but they really didn't check anything else, they just saw the IB student and, like, basically accepted you when, like, other um, people who came from other um, types of systems had more um, requisites, like, had to maybe fill out a personal letter or take, um, standard testing like um the SATs and stuff yeah like the same thing the same Uh, thing for like Canada um when they see uh IB they just have like a base like easy entry compared to like um Canada has more specific higher like percentages like if we take Ottawa for example for people coming from the Canadian Ontarian system uh Ontario system they have like higher um higher levels of higher grades required because it's not as of a hard um subjects they they don't offer the same amount like of level of subjects because when we're taking already like university level subjects like first year at least yeah i think if there's one place that really doesn't care about the ib and actually kind of don't like it it's the uk um the uk just really likes their A levels. Um, they like they like it when their students come from the A levels. That's their own system, and they prefer it. And it's clear they prefer it because they the A levels you take three subjects, and they ask for your three HL grades. So they're clearly they're clearly trying to like you know. And they they try but, to sorry go ahead. No no go go. They try to equate it. They'll be like. 776 equates to AAB and I'm like no 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 because it's 776 but then there's also other subjects like why don't you kind of look at that too so I think in yeah, that no. sense I feel like the UK is just like subtly discouraging you when you're <laughs> like of taking the IB uh, so if there's, if there's a place where it's not going to help you it's actually might like worsen your chances it's probably the UK for other pla- for I feel like North America um, it typically does help Especially uh, the U.S. because the U.S. like likes that whole well-rounded person, and within the IB, you already have that whole well-rounded because you do casts and stuff like that. You already an IB student is already forced to be a well-rounded person yeah. that the U.S. wants. So I think that they like IB students. Uh, Canada, I'm not sure. I honestly think it doesn't make that much of a difference. I think maybe a bit more. Now, I think what Laura said makes, uh, like, it's very accurate, but the one thing that, like, I think we forgot to consider is 
that changes as you start looking at the more competitive universities. For example, if you take the top three universities there that a lot of people like applying to, like McGill, University of Toronto, and UBC, um, at that point, they really don't care what you take. It's they just want the, the most competitive students from any curriculum. So it, the value of your like difficulty diminishes because it's like, now we just want like the best of the selection we have. They don't really care that much about like what type of curriculum you take. But I mean, obviously not every single person's priority is to be like, I want to go to the most competitive school. So if you're someone who just wants to go to a school that they like or a program that they like that isn't like, I think the higher you go on the competitive scale, the less it matters that you took IB. That's what I've noticed. I think that, you know, students can get into Ivy League type schools with yeah. the A-levels or the APs. And the APs and A-levels are, I think, and I think most um, Ivy students like share the same um, opinion that AP and A-levels are much easier so if you it's, can take it's like yeah it's like a levels in ap yeah it's easy if you can take those subjects what's the point and and or and like it's possible to get into the ivs and like the really high like you know level uh universities what's the point of taking the ib and like suffering through two years like for example i've taken the ap ap before i've taken ap classes and from my experience I believed it was easier to get like um, AP works out of one to five to get the full grades in the AP because you might be taking three or four classes for AP uh, while in IB you're taking six courses and they can get into like with perfect scores with three classes in AP while we need a hit of 45 and to get a 45 in IB is I personally would say takes a lot more effort might not be harder but it's still a lot more effort and time than getting a perfect store for like a, a stars or yeah ap i mean i'm uh, okay yeah i'm just want to add like i'm pretty sure just to like show how hard it is to get like a 45 i'm pretty sure i think it was either 2019 or 2020 i'm not sure but i think worldwide there were only like 65 people that got 45s like full point 45s so and you know thousands take the ib every year I think, and yeah. if only 60 are gonna are taking are getting the highest highest grade then that like shows you how hard it is i think the year you're referring to that year 160,000 students took it that's kind of the average in the recent years of the number of students taking it and also like it is objectively harder it's not even like us being like oh we take if we take a difficult subject like we take difficult curriculum. No, it's just, it is more work. There are components that we do that other curriculums don't, and that requires, you know, effort and time. And um, referring to the 45, like, it is difficult. Like, me right now, it's actually impossible for me to get a 45 because I can't get those core points. So there's a lot of things that go into outside of your subject. So your, your EE and TOK play a big factor. I can't like based on my performance over the two years, like a 45 isn't even attainable for a lot of students by the time they come to May. So like it is, it's very challenging to get those perfect scores versus in other curriculum. Okay, so now that we, okay. So do we think overall, do we think it's better to just take the AP or A-levels over the IB? We think IB is actually like worth it and stuff like that. My opinion is I think, 
just take the AP or the A-levels. They're much easier and you can still get into those high universities. If you're looking at, to just look for like, oh, I'm doing this just to get into a good university, then take A-levels and APs. If you're tr actually trying to get like life skills and like, you know, like yeah. more like less tangible things, then okay, IB could pr like provide some of these like yeah. skills and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, but, for yeah. like if you're going not for like, high universities but like mid-range to low if you want to easily get in and not have to like stress about it or a lot i would just think the ib would be an easier way to get in without the stress or taking sats yeah. or stuff i think that like what i would recommend right is just if you know where you're going to university just take the curriculum the national curriculum of that country you're going to be way better off. Like for me, and I know this is the case for a lot of students, the IB isn't exactly a choice that they get to make in terms of a lot of uh, IB students are also ex like international students that like they're expats in different countries. And an international uh, education in the IB is a very easy common denominator for them to kind of just join if they move. Like if I move right now, switching curriculums would be a big problem but if i just go to another id school i know that it'll all in that case although obviously you should if you're if you fall into that category of students you should you know take the one that will make your life easier in the long run but if you're someone who knows that you're not going to move around a lot in your lifetime as a student in high school just take the national curriculum of the universities that you think you're going to go to it'll really just it'll save you a lot of time and effort and you will honestly learn you'll know the same amount of what you need for your college courses anyway. Uh, anything to add? Or do we have anything to add for no, advices? No, I think that sums it up. Yeah, that's, that's all our... All right, so like just this was just pre-going to IB, like if you should those kinds of things, um, advice just pre-IB. Yeah. Uh, part two will be more of a, uh, tips and advice when you already are. So all the extra, like how to do the extra components like EE and TOK and CAS and those kinds of things. So um, this is it. Uh, bye. <laughs>